welcome to the bar, come on and pull up a seat And open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet It's where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you We're your source for resources To help you on your way as you battle mean forces This is for the people who can see the importance Of sound theology and the scripture that support it And this is for the truth lovers, biblically reforming Preaching Christ to the nations Yeah, Welcome to the Modern Reformation, yeah. The Bar, Biblical and Reformed. Welcome everybody to The Bar. It's your boy, Dwayne in the building. Right back in here another Tuesday. Super excited, as always, to be coming to your speakers, to your earbuds, wherever you listen to The Bar. We're grateful that you are listening. And I love to start the show the same way by thanking the listeners. Thank you guys for listening to The Bar, tuning in to The Bar, and uh, supporting The Bar, man. And speaking of supporting The Bar, I'm happy to announce... Um, that I have officially uh, made or created our business model for the bar podcast. The bar podcast has always been a fun thing that I've always done, um, but with the uh, incoming of a couple of ads and revenue coming in, and you guys know how Uncle Sam is, so uh, I created uh, Bar Network Media, so I'm super excited about that. Uh, please uh, hit me up if you want to uh, possibly partner or run some ads or whatever. We're official now, so I uh, just wanted to make that announcement. And like I do every week, I bring an awesome guest. Uh, this awesome guest is actually currently in Africa at the moment, like right now. Um, but we're, we're praying that the signal stays strong. Um, but I have on today none other than my brother, Jacob. How you doing, my friend? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, the pleasure is mine, brother. Anytime, you know, I get to connect with people that are doing things, moving and shaking for the kingdom. And as long as it's, you know, biblically sound, uh, that's like my only criteria, man. I've had all kind of folks, rappers, artists, you know, book writers such as yourself. Um, and just uh, I just love uh, exposing people to, um, you know, just various ways you know that we can show god glory with things that we do as well as uh support people because that's kind of what we're here today man so uh give a uh short introduction of yourself uh anything you want to yeah. share a personal profession awesome man no first off just to say as an author uh, to have a platform like this is is huge right uh, we the only way that we can get content out is through people who are willing to share it and give uh, right. their platforms so really appreciate that, man. But yeah, like you said, my name is uh, Jacob Johnson and my wife and daughter and I live in Botswana, Africa currently, serving as basically uh, missionaries on the university campuses. So we're a part of a, a disciple-making movement that uh, is oriented around studying the Bible and growing uh, a community that looks like family that is living on mission uh, to worship God. And so that's kind of our three core tenets uh, that we're trying to create here with the ministry. And it's been so awesome. We actually just got here in Botswana after a year of training uh, about two months ago and have about a group of, I'd say, you know, anywhere from 10 to 15 students that have been wholeheartedly committed to seeing this thing happen. Uh, so that's been super exciting. And then uh, on the flip side of things, kind of why I'm doing this uh, interview tonight, here, today, there, um, is that I also wrote a trilogy and now a prequel of a, a Christian fantasy fiction series called mm -hmm. The Kingdoms of Islandia. Nice, nice. I love it. Um, <clears throat> man, first, I want to kind of speak to uh, what you guys are doing there in Africa. 
and kind of like your introduction, then we're going to flip and talk about the book a little bit. Um, talk about because, you know, a lot of people, uh, for whatever reason, uh, you know, I, I say not a lot of people, but a lot of people, they, they always talk about going to Africa for missions. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and I feel like, you know, you have to be called, you know, it's not for everybody, just like church plant, you know, isn't for everybody. Uh, Tell us talk about that experience, man, and how God led you up to that point. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think uh, any sort of calling always has to start with kind of a a very surreal moment where you feel like God is strongly impressing you to do something. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, even from a young age, I remember uh, walking around as a kid, even really before I got serious about my faith, I would say that I wanted to be a missionary. I I obviously didn't know what that would mean. (laughs) I think I just said it because I liked uh, the idea of adventure or going places. but I think God placed that dream in my heart uh, from an early age. And as I grew up in my faith and obviously in age, uh, God really helped me process through that, through uh, even the craziest a thing is he get one one year in at university, I had a dream and I saw the outline of this country in Africa. And, you know, at that point I didn't know outlines. I knew a few names, but uh, <laughs> I felt like the Holy Spirit, yeah, the Holy Spirit was saying, hey, I want you to go here or just, but he didn't necessarily say it audibly, but I just felt that sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then two weeks later, I got invited to meet a missionary who had been serving in that exact same country. Uh, and so there was just little things like that, that periodically God would remind me or nudge me towards this calling till eventually uh, back in 2016, I took the leap uh, and went to the continent for the first time and really fell in love with um, the ministry, the people, um, of Botswana. And then after that, got married, uh, had a kid, and we decided to settle down long term here. Wow. That's amazing, bro. That is amazing. You know, I can't help but uh, kind of smile because um, I don't know if you ever heard that uh, that sermon, Vodi Bakum uh, was, was talking about, uh, you know, uh, the lady that, you know, uh thought she heard the call for missions and then somebody brought a brochure with the location and you know it, it's funny some people kind of over or super spiritualize you know mm-hmm. the, the thing instead of you know actually just uh you know just making sound decisions you know with whatever pool the holy spirit have man so that yeah I, I just can't help but smile just thinking about that um so how's your experience been, man? But again, before we get into the book, uh, you know, you, yeah. you talked about having about 10 or 11. Uh, how has that adjustment been and how has your experience been with just kind of getting established in the area? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say so we started off in a country called Mozambique. That's where we did our training before we mm-hmm. transitioned to Botswana. Um, and I think it was really, really a godsend that we went there because we got to see kind of what um what could potentially happen in Botswana. It's a thriving campus ministry in Mozambique. Um, Hundreds of students are involved and there's a full Mozambican staff, paid staff that is helping run the ministry. Um, And so we got to see and dream kind of of what it could look like in Botswana. Mm -hmm. And so that was was amazing. It was Portuguese speaking, so that was a fun challenge. (laughs) Uh, So getting to learn some Portuguese, but, um, Transitioning to Botswana, I would definitely say it was a bit of a shock because in Mozambique, we kind of had an ecosystem that already existed of people who it was kind of plug and play, right? 
Right. Uh, there were already places set up for you to go. There were already students to talk to and minister with. And in Botswana, it was really, we were ground zero. And so mm -hmm. uh, it's, if I'm honest, it is, it's a lot tougher when everything kind of hangs on, are you willing to get up in the morning and go out and make it happen? Obviously with the help of the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, but, but it's been incredible to see God meet us in our faithfulness because mm -hmm. he's so much more in incredibly faithful to his mission. Um, and so we've been able to meet students who have, you know, without really even knowing us for more than a few weeks, have passionately believed in what God wants to do on the university and ultimately that they are called to be disciple makers because that's what we really want to do. We want to empower right. students um, because at the end of the day, I'm going to go home to America someday, but they'll be here and Jesus wants to equip and empower them. So it's been really cool. We love it. We love the, the whole idea of living as family and community. Um, and I think it's something that we all can grow in as believers, right? For sure. For sure. No, I love it. I love it, man. <clears throat> That's so awesome. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, so yeah. let's get into the book, man. Uh, trilogy yeah. prequel. I like, I have no point of reference. <laughs> Give me up the speed. So we can uh, we can promote it and and talk about how we can help get this 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 thing off the off the ground. Yeah, definitely. So the trilogy Kingdoms of Islandia is um, really where I started in my writing journey, uh, and I feel like each book I progressively grew as a writer because this this was my first attempt at it. But uh, it takes inspiration, you know, from many of the classics. If you're a fantasy fiction. Uh, reader, you know, Lord of the Rings, Chronicles of Narnia, but I really wanted to create a story um, mm -hmm. that that touched on that allegorical value that we place on Narnia, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, but with maybe more of a young adult, adult twist to it, a little bit more, you know, um, you know, I, I didn't want to create content like Game of Thrones, where it's like, bro, I'm not, I can't read this because of some of the stuff that's in there. <laughs> but but where, you know, it was a little bit more uh, political maneuvering, a little bit more um, kind of, I, I say adult content, but I just mean like warfare, those type of things that sure. obviously Narnia was written as a kid's book. Um, right. So I would equate it at the level of Lord of the Rings. You know what I'm saying? When mm -hmm. you talk about violence and action and those type of things. But sure. I just, I, I don't know how to explain it other than one day we were driving on a snowy day in Iowa where we're from going out to a church to raise support. And this just this idea of a story popped into my head. And I thought, man, I'm way too busy to be trying to write a book right now. You know? <laughs> right. The, the idea just didn't go away. And so I wrote out this whole story that uh, follows multiple perspective characters, uh, basically trying to rally around um, this long uh, lost king who's been gone for a while. And some believe that he's going to return and he's going to, you know, rescue them from kind of the civil unrest that's happening. And others have given up and uh, have decided that they're going to take matters into their own hands. And this is kind of the first book's narrative. And so it all centers around this idea of um, the theme of loyalty and lordship, right? That mm -hmm. at the end of the day, when things get tough, when things get hard, when uh, people start questioning where do your loyalties and where does your lordship lie is kind of the ultimate theme that I wanted to explore. Um, and without ruining anything else in the rest of the series, it, it kind of dovetails off of that. Right. Um, yes. But yes. it is set, set in a fantasy 
fiction world kind of based off, I tried to create um, cultures and peoples that uh, multiple types of readers could enjoy, different perspectives mm -hmm. as well. Um, so there's obviously some African influence, some Arab influence, uh, kind of medieval European knight influence. Uh, but it, I believe at least, I, I hope it's a fun read for uh, my readers and I enjoyed writing it for sure. Gotcha. All right. So, um, I mean, it sounds interesting to me. I'm not an avid uh, fiction person, but uh, you laid it out pretty well. Um, I think that's at least going to spark some interest with some folks. All right. So let's talk about the uh, the new release uh, that, yes. that you're working on. Um, and and uh, let's let's get into that a little bit. Yeah, so after finishing the trilogy, I felt like there was one more story to explore. Um, and in the original trilogy, there's a people group called the Founders who had fled their homeland uh, many thousands of years ago and landed on the island of Islandia. That's where the trilogy picks up. But before mm -hmm. that, there was the the fall of this home city uh, called Edonia. Mm -hmm. So the prequel kind of follows the story. Uh, the book is titled Fall of Edonia about how this massive empire that ruled the world practically uh, collapsed in on itself. And again, it follows multiple perspectives and characters. Um, you know, one is a general in the army who's trying to stay loyal to the empire. Another is a servant who was basically forced to be a slave of the empire and has risen to the ranks uh, in his scheming to see if he can take it down. Another is um, kind of your common everyday man. I kind of the influence I feel like in my head is a Robin Hood type figure, right? Who's trying mm. to steal from the rich uh, to help the poor. And then as a, a young girl who's grown up uh, in an affluent family, but is kind of forced uh, to make a decision between her loyalties to the empire and what she believes maybe is the right thing to do. Um, but it, I'm super excited about this project. Honestly, it's, it's the longest book that I've written so far. And I really, really feel like uh, this fourth time around, my skills as a writer have kind of been honed by the previous mm -hmm. trilogy. So I'm really, really excited to get it into people's hands. But going through the, the writing and publishing process for this long, I've recognized that it costs a lot and it takes a lot of time and energy. And so whereas before I kind of had funded the previous three, I have started a Kickstarter uh, for this mm -hmm. one. And the Kickstarter actually ends in 10 days and we're about halfway mm -hmm. there, 50%. Um, so I'm really excited for that. And the nice thing about Kickstarter is people who invest in it automatically get the book back. So it essentially is just oh, nice. buying the book ahead of time. Yeah. Like pre-order. So it, yeah, like a pre-order. So no one is just donating and not getting anything. Uh, and in fact, the more you donate, the more prizes that you will get. And so I really, that's why I really went with Kickstarter is because it, it really is more like a pre-ordering system rather than like. I'm going to donate and I don't really get anything for my money. Right. Right. I love it, man. I love it. We're definitely going to have your Kickstarter link in the show notes. Um, Perfect. And, uh, and I usually require my guests to send me a copy, but I, I think I'm going to support you <laughs> since you're an average. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> Maybe I'll send but you no, a free no. sticker or something. All right. There you go. There you go. There you go. Good stuff, man. But no, that, that sounds super cool. Uh-oh. 
that sounds super cool. And um, uh, I'm, I'm excited to uh, to partner with you on that and get help get the word out. And to my bar folks that are listening, make sure you support this brother. The link definitely going to be in the show notes. And uh, right here, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome to the Smiling at the Future podcast. My name is Christy Rose, and this is my pursuit to glean practical wisdom on femininity, homemaking, finances, relationships, and singleness from the God-fearing men and women in my life. Hope you enjoy this journey with me as we learn to smile at the future. All right, we're back. In here with my brother Jacob. Jacob, this is the side of the podcast where we do what we call the bar signature questions. These are the three questions I ask all of my guests. Um, and so the first signature bar question is, what kind of music do you listen to? Uh, that's a good question. You know what? I'm going to be your stereotypical missionary. I, I really like uh, worship music. Maverick City right now is my jam. Mm, love it. Love it. Next signature bar question. What book or books are you currently reading? Yeah, I'm reading uh, a real interesting one. Uh, I don't know how I totally feel about it yet, but it's called Unseen Realm by Michael Heiser. And then for my fictional read, it is um, Brandon Sanderson trilogy, uh, the Mistborn trilogy. Gotcha. All right. And last signature bar question is what podcast or sermons do you listen to, if any? Yeah, I really like uh, the Ask N.T. Right Anything podcast. That's one of my favorites. Um, and also Unbelievable with Justin Briley is a good one. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Um, let's see. That's all of my signature bar questions. Before we get out of here, man, I always like to give you an opportunity. First, to let everybody know uh, where they can find you and, uh, and uh, I guess, how to search for the the fire uh, the Kickstarter, and then any words of encouragement that you want to leave with us. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Uh, kind of my Instagram, Facebook handles, at least for my author page, is uh, I believe Johnson J. Jake, and then the number 13. Um, and then, yeah, the Kickstarter, all you need to do is go on to kickstarter.com and then search Fall of Edonia book release. So that's Fall of Edonia. Edonia is spelled E-D-O-N-I-A. So yeah, I think the biggest encouragement that I could give is uh, through my own experiences, through my own life, is just simple obedience to Jesus. That, uh, you know, I believe that right theology and biblical study is super important. So don't get me wrong. But I think the greatest gift that we can give to God is just a simple yes and obedience to him. Uh, and if we are willing to submit every moment, every moment that we have to just say yes, uh, I believe God meets us in that and really can reveal himself in some amazing ways to that. The thing that I like to say is I really want God to affect my real life, not my thinking life only, not just my theological beliefs, but I want him to really transform who I am and what I do and say uh, in my everyday life. So that would be my one encouragement to uh, your listeners. Awesome. Awesome. Well, listen, brother, thank you again for coming on the show. Appreciate your time. Uh, nice to uh, unofficial officially meet you and uh, definitely want to uh, show show my love and support for you to the bar fit bar, bar bar podcast family. I don't know. Why I got tongue tied there. Uh, we want to <laughs> thank you guys for listening to the bar podcast favorite podcast every Tuesday. Make sure you go to the bar podcast dot com. 
and go to thebargear.com and pick up some of the bar gear. And until next time, you guys, God bless, and we are out.